It's decision day in the main round of the Women's EHF Euro 2020, and we practically have two quarterfinals. Denmark against Russia and Croatia against Germany. It's the Uninformed Handball Hour to bring you the preview of these games on the biggest day of the main round. Chris O'Reilly here with Brian Campion. Hi, Chris. And Alex Kulish. How are you, Chris? So we have three huge games to look forward to on Tuesday. But before we go into that, we're going to look back at what happened on Monday night in particular. Because if we're calling these games quasi-quarterfinals, we had a preliminary quarterfinal on Monday where the Netherlands played against Germany. Basically an elimination match. But the team that won it got knocked out. It fully encapsulated how crazy that game was. Really, it was... The performance of the goalkeepers, I think, made it look more crazy because it felt like every team had so many opportunities to go ahead, to take control of the game. And in the end, this kind of weird result where the Netherlands won by one goal but got knocked out kind of fits the whole feel of that game. Yeah, I think that's absolutely main round madness uh, at its best example that uh, a team this late in the competition can uh, lose and then get another shot tomorrow at, at the exact same prize. Uh, it's just, <laughs> it's the, the magic of the main round. But the game itself was pretty crazy. It really felt like a knockout match with lots of mistakes and lots of moments of brilliance. And I think especially from both, both goalkeepers really stand out as probably the two biggest performances in the game. I mean, some of the saves from Eckerle were just absolutely bizarre that was that was a real a real pleasure to watch and it was Tess Fester that actually made all the difference because funnily enough the Germans had two chances not one but two chances to two chances to win the game and they missed both of them because within the last minute it was 58 seconds left to go Netherlands turned over the ball Germany went on a fast break save Tess Fester now it's 20 seconds to go and Netherlands have the ball and they turn it over again again <laughs> and again it's Tess Fester that comes in this time with her face in the last second to save the fast break goal yeah. um, so she really did come up crunch in, in yeah. that even though I suppose Netherlands had to go for it because they needed that extra goal maybe Chris just give us a breakdown of the permutations which led to the Netherlands being knocked out, even though they won. Yeah, so the situation at the moment is when Norway are top of the group, they're going through to the semifinals. Then we have Croatia currently on six points. Germany were on four points coming into this. Netherlands were on two. If Netherlands won on Monday, which they did, they would go on four points as well. Germany are facing Croatia on Tuesday, which means Germany, Netherlands and Croatia could have all ended up on six points. And in that case, it goes into a head-to-head record between those three teams. And in that world where we all end up with six points, Germany would have won a game, Croatia would have won a game, and the Netherlands would have won a game. 
Croatia beat the Netherlands by two goals, which means the Netherlands needed to win by at least two goals to have an equal goal difference because they're on minus one overall because they won by a goal against Germany, lost by two, and there's no way they can be the best of those three teams because you can't have all three teams on minus goal difference. And so somebody is going to end up ahead of them there. And so that's why they needed to win by two to just stand the chance. Uh, And even then it would have been tough, but they would have been looking for at least a three goal win, I think. And in my opinion, they really could have done it because although it looked like Germany were the stronger team overall, I think throughout the 60 minutes, there were so many opportunities which the Dutch quite literally threw away. I mean, there were fast breaks which were shot over the top. There were some great saves, of course, by Ekela, but there were some shots which went flying over the crossbar. There was a horrendous penalty by Angela Malestein, which <laughs> is like, I, that's like my worst nightmare. You know, you're trying to spin the ball past the goalkeeper. But the spin never hits the ground. It just stays up in the in midair and is caught by the goalkeeper, which was, I mean, it's up there ranking with the ball slipping out behind you with a penalty. However, she stepped up then a few minutes later and scored a penalty. So, you know, cojones there from Malestine. But so many opportunities. They missed three penalties, missed a bunch of fast breaks, and they really could have come away with a big win there. And to just make it even worse, it was actually a foot fault in the end it, it was called oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the, technically nothing happened oh. after she foot faulted so that that penalty also, she knew it she knew she matter. was just passing the ball yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly the, the dutch have to be really gutted with how this tournament has gone and it, it felt actually that they played quite well in that game um the yeah they upped the pace lois abing actually stepped up in the game that they had a bit of momentum but yeah what can you do when your opposing goalkeeper makes 16 saves and Germany are just going to be relieved that they have another opportunity to get that semi-final spot and the game is against Croatia Brian you have had a very sneaky suspicion that Germany will get a bronze medal in this tournament from day one of the tournament do you still think that they will. I think they've they've a chance, you know. And the way Chris presented that there now, I think made it sound like that the Dutch like were were almost dominant, but then just were kept suffering from bad shooting and a good bad goalkeeper. I thought the Germans in parts of the game looked. I did say I did say Germany looked better overall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but somehow, <laughs> but somehow the Netherlands yeah. kept having chances. Yeah, but I think I think I think <laughs> I think the Germans actually looked like a better team in most parts of the game. And the Dutch have done this twice already now with, with goalkeeper also against Croatia. I think with they missed something like plus 20 shots in the in the game against Croatia and lost that in that game by two also. And that's a game they could, could have won by 10. But I mean, you have to put the, you have to put the chances away and they didn't. Yeah, but I think the German backcourt for parts of the game, I think looked a little bit better. And I think they look better as a team and as a unit than uh, some of the Dutch play. I think some of the Dutch play was just like, bite down your gum shield and let's just go for it. Coming back to what you said there, Alex, I think, um, you know, I, I would, I, I'd fancy to, 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 to win a medal, you know, why not? They're coming up against the Croatian team now and in comparison to all the other teams who've played Croatia, Germany have played Croatia already in qualification. They'll know what Croatia are all about, you know, and I actually talked to Henk Hooner after the game and he said, he made that very point that, look, we faced Croatia before, even before all of their good results we would have known we're going to a really, really tough game against Croatia. And he said everybody and their grandmother was writing off Croatia before this tournament. 
but we never had that attitude. So we know what they're about. We know they're in really good form now. So there's gonna, not going to be a single bone in our body that's going to be underestimating them going into this game for the semi-final spot. So that, I think that's a, that's a little bit of a different mindset maybe to everybody else. When everyone else was probably thinking, ah, look, they had a good run, but the, this game now against us now, this is where it comes to an end. I think everyone was thinking that, all well, apart from Norway, who absolutely demolished them. But <laughs> do you know what I mean? I think so. Germany, I think are in a good position to do the job against Croatia. I'm not doubting Croatia, but look... Well, instead of me yapping on here and saying too much more, why don't we let Henk do the talking for himself? So the game today, everything about it read to me that it was like this knockout game. He had a lot of mistakes yeah. and he had some incredible moments. Yeah. Is that what it felt like for you? It really felt like a knockout yes, game? Yes, yes. Of course, um, you get crazy as a coach about the mistakes. <laughs> that's that's uh, that's obvious uh, and you're happy with the, with the great performance. Um, but you know in advance you play you play Holland, they're the world champion. Uh, even though they miss Pullman, they still have a great team with, with uh, a lot of very experienced players who played... Uh, Almost a decade together in the national team, played f- f- six, seven, eight uh, great tournaments with with semifinals uh, the last five years. So you know it's it's a tough match, and and we we fought uh, for, with all we had. Uh, we didn't always find the right solutions. Uh, like I said, we made mistakes. They made mistakes, um, and in the end, you lose with one goal. Yeah. And I said to the girls, "Okay, this one goal difference doesn't make any difference for the game tomorrow. If you want to go to the semifinal, you have to win." Yeah. And even if we had won today, we still had to win tomorrow to leave Croatia behind us. Yeah, because a lot of the girls on the screen after the game, they look really dejected. But in reality, it doesn't make that much of a difference, the result today. No, but if, you, you know, if you're that close, if, you, if, you, uh, if you're ahead, a uh, big part of the game, you, you also feel that you have the, op- uh, the opportunity to, to beat the world champion um, in their game. Uh, then, of course, you're disappointed if you go off the field. It's kind of more like a, a loss of momentum also as well. Yes, but we had we had of course the situation where they where they steal the ball and we get a two minutes uh, suspension after that we we were with four against six, and that's then it it costs a lot of energy and then you see you missed the, the last two chances for a draw at least, but also a draw hadn't hadn't changed anything, yeah. um, only that we might have uh, already reached the game for fifth place, but that is not what we're here for. You want to win uh, the last game against Croatia and it'll be tough because they had a surprise of the tournament for the most well, I'll come to Croatia in a second actually yeah. but just about the, the Dutch quickly again I mean you're obviously their coach and you're Dutch yourself so you know this team pretty well yeah. it's a bit of a different team to the team you coach but there's still a core there that you know fairly well it's, it's uh, uh, the greater part of the team uh, have worked with me also yeah but was there anything that surprised you today about how they played? Because I think, for me, it looked like their best game of the tournament. I think so, but they, they, they did the same uh, at the World Championships last year. They started uh, on the wrong foot and, and, and corrected themselves. And that's, I think, the great thing about the Dutch team is that they are able to do so. They had problems last year. Last year, we beat them uh, in the main round. Uh, but still, they bounced back. They got to the semifinals and played the, the best match of the tournament in the semifinals against Russia. Yeah. Russia had won all their games with eight goals or more difference. And they lose one goal in the whole, uh, one game in the whole tournament. It was against Holland. And they made a magnificent performance in that game. And I think also today, it was uh, the best performance from the Dutch team in this tournament. Um, and we were, like I said, we were really close. Uh, we were not good enough uh, to beat them today, but we were very close. And I think if we, if we, uh, recover from this game, uh, build ourselves up for the next game tomorrow, um, we can, we can, we can win. Yeah. But, uh, again, Croatia is a team. 
we've met them uh, in the qualification. We have met some uh, friendly games against them. And and we know they're a tough team to play. I talk with the coach. I, uh, we value each other. And and uh, I told them, I think we were the only team at this European champion that doesn't underestimate Croatia because we knew them. Yeah. We knew how tough they are to play. And I think the other teams, uh, they mistaked a little bit in that uh, yeah. In that way, they thought, well, Croatia last time they lose three times and they went home and, and now again. But uh, we knew it was uh, a tough, but I didn't expect them also to, yeah. to win uh, four games in a row. Yeah, I think if I said to you before the tournament, you'd be playing Croatia for a spot in the semi-final, I think you would have been pretty happy. Well, I don't know happy because if you play for a spot in the semi-final, you play the team that is good in this tournament. Yeah. And 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 it uh, doesn't matter uh, who it is. Uh, this is the team in form, in good shape. Uh, we're in a good mood, of course, now, and and they are always tough to beat. They were already tough to beat in qualification matches. Because when I was talking to them, they brought up Germany as a team they're looking to take revenge on over over the loss in qualification. So they definitely have a little bit of extra motivation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To play you guys, I, I, yeah. You, you don't have uh, <laughs> any any ideas that they won't fight for every inch of the yeah. of the game, and and uh, that's what will await us tomorrow. And and I think again, if you go to the end final stages of a tournament. Games get closer and closer because it's the teams that are doing the best in the tournament. Yeah, and uh, and um, so this will be a big fight tomorrow, I'm sure. And um, what are they? What what are they doing right? Because I think for a lot of people, it's uh, doesn't look like the prettiest handball ever that they're playing, but it's really really effective what they're doing. They have the advantage that a lot of players play for the same club, so they are used to play together. You see, that's uh, that's always a problem with the national teams. You see each other just a few times a year for qualification matches or, or, or training camps, but that's only. A little bit. The rest is ha- is happening in the clubs, and then if you have a, a big core of the team playing in one club, training twice a day with each other, you have an advantage. Um, they play a different style of defense. Uh, they and they play. Uh, they came here without big expectations. They said, "Well, we will we'll start with a fresh uh, mind, and 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 we'll see where we get." They knew what they could, and and surprised other teams that maybe thought poorly of them. And I think that's always bad in sports. If you don't uh, respect your opponent enough, you'll get beat yourself. And I think that is, I like it that the Croatian uh, did that well. We have good contact over these matches. And of course, they want to have revenge. But we also want to be in the semi-final. So uh, we also will will give a good performance tomorrow. And so before this evening, did you talk much about Croatia with the with the girls? Or is that something you have? No, but we yeah. talk one game at a time. Yeah. So we, 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 and especially if you have two games in a row, you can't take talk about Croatia before you play Holland. Yeah. Then we would have lost with ten. <laughs> yeah. And today, every game needs its own preparation, so we don't have a lot of time. Yeah. But then I think um, for us, it's an adva- uh, advantage that we know them, that we maybe don't need so much time to prepare for them, because we've already played them uh, several times, and that 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 would be different if you play uh, another nation. Uh, that you haven't played so long. If, if I had played Hungary today for a place in the semi-finals, uh, not the Hungary of this tournament, but uh, then it would be more difficult because you don't. You may have met them uh, mm. that much uh, the last year. And Croatia was, of course, an opponent. That, uh, but still, it 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 will be a, a, a tough fight for both teams tomorrow. Yeah. And what do you do tomorrow then? So you wake up, have breakfast, and then we break up, the- breakfast. We do a little more uh, regenerative training, uh, some activation. We uh, do the video with uh, the meeting with the girls, talk about the strategy and, and, and the strong points and the weak points of the Croatian team. Uh, then they have a little bit of rest and then we go to the game. 
Yeah. It's, uh, you don't have a lot of time. You don't have a lot of options either. <laughs> don't let Pivic catch the ball. <laughs> have you yeah, seen it? Yes, it's, it's, uh, she, she plays a magnificent tournament. Yeah. I think uh, she plays a great tournament. But I think the whole team is, is doing well. They, they play really as a team. They know their strength. They, 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 they play what they can. And they play very patiently. Mm. And I think, uh, as you saw also today, both teams, and sometimes they, they rush too, too, too fast and make that make mistakes. They make less mistakes. But again, also Norway showed that if you put the speed in the game, they have uh, problems following it. Yeah. So that will be also part of our strategy, of course. And they, uh, their strategy is to take the pace out of the game, mm. especially in the offense. They play long, well-prepared uh, offensive game. You mentioned the Norway game there. And that was your first game back after you'd seen the team yeah. for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, you must be fairly happy with the progress you've made since that Norway game, because that Norway game, I think, is one to obviously just forget and move on. Yeah, from. I see. Norway is a team. If they if they get uh, in their flow and you meet them on the wrong day, uh, you get run over by a freight train. Uh, <laughs> I've been there before, also with the Netherlands. So that that's not that's not the big issue. And we have a, we've had a preparation before this championship, which everything was different. I wasn't there. Uh, my assistant coach had to be in quarantine because somebody at his work was positive. So we had to bring in the third coach, uh, the coach from Dortmund, who's coaching the, the under 20 uh, girls. So for the, for the team and also the players came, uh, some came on, on Sunday, some on Monday because of quarantine rules uh, and, and co- uh, corona cases. And I think uh, Julia Bink and Emmy Berg, they have trained four times with the team before the game, the tournament started. We haven't had a real proper preparation uh, altogether. And if you come to the Norway game and you get uh, run over like that, of course, it's not nice. But I said, uh, well, it's easy to forget the game because nothing worked. And, and for them, everything worked. And OK, let's move on. Uh, we directly, of course, had the decisive match against Poland. And, and Poland also, they, they played well in this tournament uh, with a new coach. They, they make a fresh start and, and uh, they made it tough for us. And for us, of course, the pressure was there. If you lose, you're out of the tournament. So we had to at least make a draw, um, which we achieved. Uh, with that, we move on with two points and then say, OK, now everything, as we saw in this tournament, everything is possible. And, and uh, so far, we did a good job against Hungary. Today, we did also a fairly good job against the Netherlands. And we'll have to do another good job tomorrow against Croatia. And then I think, uh, like I said, anything's possible. We can also beat them. The spotless semifinals won't be bad. That, that, that would be, for most of the girls, absolute dream. Because uh, they haven't been in the semifinals for over a decade. Uh, a lot of times miss it just by one goal. Last year, World Championships, we play against Serbia. It's a draw. We have the ball a, a little over, a little under a minute. We miss our last chance. They score one. We lose with one goal. If we had a draw, we would have been in the semifinals. Uh, the year before, it was one goal against Hungary, or we would have been further. And and I think that's they want to be there. Yeah. But uh, then everything has to has to uh, has to work. I think. I think it's also nice that in Germany, I think the, the 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 women's national team are kind of overshadowed a lot by the men's national team. So I think it's good to grab a few headlines as well for once. Yes, yeah, so I think that that would be great. I think we even if we reach the semi-finals, uh, that wouldn't make all of the difference, but it would be a, a huge step forward, um, also in in uh, the perception of the people. But still, we you have to continue that if you have one semi-final and next year you're out in the, in the first round, uh, everything's gone again. So you have to uh, build uh, this performance continuously. That's what we're doing. And, and, and every tournament you see, where are we now? And we're making steps ahead. That's good. 
Well, thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. It's well. a pleasure. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Hank Gruner. And he made a very valid point about the scheduling and the fact that they have just 22 hours to prepare for a daisy fresh Croatian team that's been relaxing for a couple of days, getting their heads together after their first loss of the competition. The Croatian team, when I spoke to them as well, they also talked about um, getting some revenge on Germany. And they've had those three days now as well, just to prepare for Germany. And in the meantime, as Hank said in the interview, we only think about this, the next game, never the next, never the game ahead, because you, then you lose by 10. So we've never once, they've never once talked about Croatia since they've been here as a group, you know, so that, that's another advantage in Croatia's favour. So that's interesting also. Hank and his coaching team will have prepared for them. And there's no way in hell those German players haven't among themselves or alone thought about this Croatian team and what they've managed to achieve in this. And I think that's a key point at this stage of the competition. There are no more surprises for this Croatian team. Everyone knows what they're capable of, what their strengths are. And I think Germany, although they have the disadvantage of having such a short turnaround, they have the advantage of there is no way they're going to underestimate this team. And I think this could be the first time that Croatia are going to feel some nerves because all of a sudden they're not really the underdogs anymore. And all of a sudden there's a real tangible thing on the line and that is a fight for a medal. So I think that could change the balance or change how Croatia have been looking at this championship. I think Croatia will really benefit from the break though because they do have a thin squad or a top-heavy squad. They have been playing with the same main players and putting a lot of a lot of their play going through Michevic and Kaulis really kind of. They, they have been the focal points and having them be fresh coming into this game could be quite big because you know they, they haven't been able to utilize a big squad i agree that they they might be feeling nervous but i think it will be interesting to see how they recover from their first loss of the competition they have been on an absolute high and of course you can say okay it's it's norway we're gonna lose you, you can accept that yeah we're always gonna lose a game but mentally that has a bit of a toll and it's it'll be interesting to see how mentally strong this Croatian team is and I think they will need to go in as winners they will need to think that they are the favorites and a few days ago at the start of this week we would have said yes if Croatia and Germany play today probably Croatia win and they have to understand that that's where they are now not go in as underdogs in that qualifying game that they previously played against Germany, where Germany were the favourites and, yeah, they were able to win easily. And I think it, it, it will be a mental battle. With that all in mind then, a few days ago we said, I think I said uh, Croatia, Alex, you said Croatia, Brian said Germany. Are you all sticking to that? I think I think yeah. Germany are going to do it. I think the basic rundown of the game is going to be Germany are going to come out really strong initially. There's going to be the end of the first half. Croatia will come back at them. Start of the second half, maybe Croatia will be strong, and then Germany will, through the bigger squad, uh, get the job done. It's going to be very close, though. I think it's only going to be one goal in it. A one goal in it means that Croatia go through. The one goal plus the aggregate score. <laughs> <laughs> so just to, yeah, to clarify, Croatia have a, a goal advantage of plus two, Germany minus one. So Germany need to win by two goals 
to qualify. A one-goal victory for Germany means that Croatia are through. So I'm saying they're winning by three. Oh, I, I think when these when these permutations happen, and when there is that almost goal to go for in a game, they usually end up within that bracket. So I think Croatia will lose but go through. Ooh. I think I'm I'm on a similar path to you. Now, anyone who is, looks at the HF Euro Instagram today will see me give three reasons why Germany are going to go through. <laughs> that is because I allowed Marcio to go for Croatia. You know, somebody has to be public enemy number one there. And, you know, giving three reasons why Germany are going to go through is like giving three reasons why there should be no Christmas, you know, like ruining this Croatian dream. I think Croatia will go through still. That game is at 6.15. And is the the only really important game in terms of the semifinals from Group 2. Over in Group 1, there are two huge games, starting with France against Sweden at 6.15, and then Denmark against Russia at 8.30. Now, how deep do we go into France against Sweden? Or are you all assuming that France beats Sweden and put themselves in the position to go through? You have to think that France are going to beat Sweden. I think Sweden's tournament has been over since the game before last, well, it has officially, but even in their last game, they looked completely out of sorts and just like done with this tournament. So I think you'll have 15, 20 minutes resistance from Sweden and I think that France are going to totally pull away. So I think you yeah, just have to presume that France are going to win that. Agree, Alex? Fully agree. Okay, so in that case, France go to eight points and are through to the semifinals, which means you have Denmark against Russia, Russia on seven points, Denmark on six points, battling it out in the other big quarterfinal. For Russia, a draw is good enough. Denmark need a victory in that case. I was the only one who went for Denmark a couple of days ago. Have you guys changed your mind after we saw Denmark quite impressively dispatch Spain on Sunday? I was very impressed by Denmark. And I'm glad that Jesper Jensen listened to this podcast <laughs> and listened to our advice of getting Denmark to start playing faster. I'm, not, I, I'm, I'm glad to do this service for, for Danish handball. <laughs> but they did, they, what they did was come out absolutely lightning fast. They hit them on the first wave fast break and the second wave continually and just broke Spain within the first 20 minutes. The game was over, seven goal gap. They looked very good. Another point from that game, which gets me a bit higher on Denmark, is that Mia Rai has stepped up as an in-game leader. I, I don't know about off the court, but as an in-game leader, she has stepped up. And that's been kind of missing for Denmark um, over this tournament. Um, we've had flashes from different players. You know, I kind of thought it would be Annemette Hansen or Christina Jorgensen that would that would step into that role. That role that was kind of vacated by Stina Jorgensen, who obviously retired. And it's been Mia Rai who has stepped in and just taken those moments where you just need a goal. She did that against Sweden. And she just continued to be great against Spain. She scored 20 goals in the competition from 26 shots. So she's been very, very impressive. Uh, and if Denmark can play like they played against Spain, against Russia, or against anyone, I would really back them. But can they bring it again? <laughs> I don't know. I feel a key area in this one is going to be something we've seen Denmark do very well in the last 
few games and that would counteract what Russia have done well for the whole championship. And that is Denmark uh, preventing their opponents from really getting any kind of counterattacking going. So great transition defense. Particular examples was like against Spain, Carmen Martin didn't have the game she was having uh, for most of the championship. I think she was restricted to three from six and just one goal in the entire first half. And against Sweden, there were practically no fast breaks. And this was against a team that used to be very strong in that area. We know Russia have been relying on not necessarily fast breaks, but second wave counterattacks. And if Denmark can settle back into defense well and realize what's necessary to, to shut that down, I think, I also think, or I still think, it makes me think even more that Denmark can win this one. And, the, and their defense was very good against Spain and has been good in the whole competition. They, they've had one of the best defenses in the whole competition. They just haven't been able to transition that into fast break goals, which they did against Spain. And I think having that very strong defense against a, let's say, slightly disjointed fixed attack from Russia's side that you know there's no real flow they don't have the players that usually make those gaps in in a set attack will be important yeah I, I think Denmark have all the tools to beat Russia will they do it will Russia let them beat them is what I don't think will happen I think it will be an extremely close game We've seen Russia just fight back from everything. We've seen Russia play extremely well at times. So to be honest, right now, I have no idea. I was I was pretty confidently in the Russia corner, but I am steady on the fence right now. You're somewhere in Finland. <laughs> Brian? I, I think that game against Spain made Denmark look a lot better than they actually are. Spain just completely fell apart, and I think they made... Some of the Danish players look like absolute superstars. I do think it's going to be a close game, but you're talking about Denmark's fast break. Coming against coming up against a team which has an incredible fast break game in Russia, you know, and second wave as well. So and just look at the spread of play. I think there's something like eight or nine players in the Russian team who've scored plus ten goals. So the spread of people who can score goals for Russia is quite impressive. I think they have a really great squad. And then Ambrose Martin is just an absolute genius in terms of tactics. I think they're gonna do it. I think it'll be plus three or four goals. So you're, you're camped in and somewhere in Vladivostok then. Oh, big time. <laughs> Another episode of the from Town Ball Hour is finished. It's in the books. From all of us here, we say goodbye and we'll see you on... Thursday for the semi-final preview. Adios. And as we say in Irish, Brian... Slong of fall. <laughs> <laughs>